Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hi friends and welcome. I'm glad you're here. This is episode 58 of the podcast, Weight Loss and Wellness for Real. We are talking today all about how to shift from what you want in your mouth to what you want out of life. And this is uh, a pretty big issue for many clients I work with. Um, This has been a big thing in my life. And uh, if you have experienced um, all that food chatter, the the body, the weight chatter that goes on and on and on. Um, You understand what I'm talking about here, uh, that desire to get those sort of thoughts and feelings um, pushed into the background so that you can focus more on your life and other aspects of your life. Uh, There really is a lot of freedom in getting out of the constant hyper-attention on food, on our weight, on our bodies. Um, There's a lot of peace and freedom when you move out of all that sort of chatter and and really figure out um, how to put the focus on other goals in life. And not necessarily even goals, just how to engage more in your relationships, how to create a much more healthy relationship with yourself, um, how to find more joy and meaning in life. And a lot of that comes along as we learn to kind of train our brains to get out of all that food and body chatter. So that's, that's a little bit, a little taste of what today's episode is going to be about. Before we get started, let me tell you the same stuff I tell you at the beginning of every single episode, and that is you can head over to my website at heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N, and once you're over there, I would love it if you would sign up for my monthly newsletter, All Things Wellbeing. only comes once a month, so... It will not clutter your inbox too much, and I try to make it pretty short, sweet, and direct, um, but including lots of easy-to-use strategies and um, sometimes like recipes and, uh, let's see, discount codes for products I'm using or maybe even uh, recommendations for books uh, that really help support your journey when it comes to all things well-being, emotional, mental, and Physical. So I'd love it if you would sign up for that. Obviously, from that website, I mean, you can listen to these podcasts, you can get to my social media handles, um, you know, you can uh, 
get very detailed information on how I work with clients. Uh, you can request um, the possibility of working with me, um, all those things from there. Okay, so let's move on to our topic of the day. I talk a lot from my own experience, and I know that many of you listening really do get this. Um, and some of you listening might not understand, and, and that's okay. Um, I hope, well, I, my, my idea is through this episode, um, even if, you, if you're not really living in this world, um, that maybe there will still be some things that you can learn and get out of this as you are on your optimal health or body weight journey. Um, but I know so many of you listening do get this because I hear from you. <laughs> and uh, I know many of you live this way and get what I'm talking about, the, the constant desire and pull to be free of the food weight body chatter that goes on in our heads all the time. <laughs> uh, I have many a conversation with clients um, either in session um, or if I'm working with my online clients, uh, these sort of things come up a lot in our emails back and forth together. Uh, we talk about dreaming and waking up and not having the first thought be about what am I going to eat today? Um, either looking forward to food or feeling sad because you know you feel like you have to restrict or diet today because you ate too much yesterday or you feel so fat. You know that constant chatter in our brains about how fat you are or how you're such a terrible person for choosing to eat the thing you really should not have eaten or even the I'm such a good person for staying on my diet. It's it's the wondering if you will ever eat like a normal person again. Um, if you have a binging habit or an overeating habit or an over drinking habit, the guilt and shame that comes along with every meal, every sip, every bit of food that you take in, it's that constant, persistent, chattering voice that carries the theme of food, weight, body, shame, guilt. It is exhausting and it is miserable and you are definitely not alone. I have been there. I have worked with and continue to work with so many people who experience the same exact daily life that revolves around food, body, and shame. You are definitely not alone. This episode is for anyone who deals with this sort of um, constant chatter as well as for anyone you know who loves or cares someone, about someone going through this. So for people who don't have this experience with food, body, weight, it can be really sad and difficult to really understand um, a loved one who is going going through this. So take a listen if you're part of either party as, as I want to offer uh, some ways to help you find that food, body, and thought peace and freedom. Ways to move yourself from you know those unending thoughts and feelings and focus about food and what you want in your mouth. I want to help shift I want to help you shift from that sort of chatter to what you want out of life, to, to changing your thoughts and feelings and focus in life to more of what you want out of life. This could be other goals you have in life. This could be simply to engage in more healthy ways in your relationships to make them richer and deeper and uh, find more meaning and joy in life. And I'm going to do this not by telling you to let go of well, and I hate that saying anyway, to let go of, um, that's for another time, but I'm not going to say you have to let go of your desire for a healthier body. Um, 
you know, you have to, um, you, you can't lose weight right now because you got to figure out, um, you know, how to love yourself first. Um, that is important in all of this, but I'm going to do this in a way, this is how I work with my clients. I help them continue to lose weight or get to their optimal health or body composition goals they have while also while um, learning how to do it without thinking about it all the time, um, while making it much more enjoyable, a more freeing and peaceful process um, instead of just saying, well, you can't, you know, you can't lose weight right now because you got to figure out this other mental, emotional stuff first. We, we do it at the same time. So you can still lose the weight and or get healthy or get to that optimal body comp um, while losing the negative thoughts about the body you are currently in, as well as losing the food chatter that is so incredibly exhausting. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode and then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation, like 99 cents, helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. So much of this comes down to our thinking habits and thinking patterns. It's it's these thinking habits and patterns that contribute initially to the beginning of our food habits. So if you experience a lot of negative self-talk about yourself, um, you know, you have that inner critic that just goes off all the time. Um, so a lot of negative self-talk about you, your body, you know, we you create feelings for yourself of unworthiness, shame, guilt, disempowerment. Remember, let's go back to basics here for a second, the belief, thought, feeling, sensation, behavior cycle. We, we have a deep conscious or subconscious deeply held belief, typically due to some programming early on in life that may say, I'm not worthy or I'm not enough. Um, there are other ones, but these are the ones I see the most often. So I'm just going to use those as an example. So that deeply held, held belief, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough. Um, Okay, so back to the thoughts, the, the negative and critical self-talk come out of that deep-held belief, and then that negative critical self-talk creates the feelings of, you know, um, not feeling worthy or disempowered or uh, disappointed or sh usually, I mean, the deep one is shame. And from those feelings, we have sensations. Remember, each feeling has a little chemical cocktail package attached to it that sends sensations throughout our body. And they course through our bodies and these sensations, which we often per perceive as feelings, but you know they are just, not just, they are sensations in our body, motor our behaviors. So kind of, um, you know, 
create us or uh, push us, motor us into the behaviors that we choose. So you hold the belief you're not enough, deep-seated, whether you know it or not, right? Often those very deep belief systems um, takes time to uncover, but often it is something around um, I'm not enough, I'm not worthy. And from this belief, thoughts are populated in your brain that tell you you're fat, you're such a terrible person, you can't do anything right, no one's gonna love you like this, et cetera, et cetera. And from these thoughts, then the feelings of, we create the feelings of disempowerment, unworthiness, shame, and now come the physical sensations that go through the body from these feelings. And although um, the sensations are unique to each individual, uh, they're often sensations like tightness in the throat or chest, a burning or hot sensation in the chest or gut, a, a nauseous sensation in the gut. When I have clients work on describing their sensations of the body that go along with feelings of disempowerment, shame, unworthiness, they will often use adjectives like tight, uh, sick, hot, tense, um, let's see, aching, like a dull ache, intense or tired. And I'm giving you these examples because having words to describe your sensations is actually one of the ways we start to disengage from them so we don't unconsciously motor our behavior from them. So remember, because when we have feelings, sensations, that's what's motoring our behavior. And if we wanna change our behavior, right, around food and, and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, we have to start to recognize and name our feelings and the sensations that go along with them. And there's a reason why, this may sound a little out there, but there, there is a reason this actually works. Um, but in a way, you know, you can think about it when, when you name something, it gives it space, right? So we're going to get more into how this works. So, okay, for example, I'm giving an example here. You have the belief, thought, feeling, sensation, behavior cycle we discussed above. And within that cycle, you have the body sensations of tight, tense, nauseous, aching, tired. These sensations now give feedback to the brain, literally tell the brain to motor our behavior from these sensations. So for those of us who have the patterned habit to use food or drink to get rid of those thoughts, feelings, sensations momentarily, the brain is gonna automatically go to thoughts for you of things like get food now. And you almost don't recognize it as a thought often. Often it feels really automatic. Um, and, and just because it is, it's such a habit, habit thought, right? So it's almost like unconsciously we're reaching for food um, to get rid of those sensations or, or feelings. So the brain will automatically go to thoughts for you of things like get food now, drink now, because if you do this, these things, you take away the feelings and sensations momentarily and the brain really wants this, right? It's trying to kind of protect you to get you out of those negative feelings. It wants to make the body feel better because of those uh, sensations that are really hard going through the body. And it knows food will do this. So for many people, this can even happen, like I was saying, really unconsciously. You know, you don't recognize the sensations, but you know you feel just ick or tired and all of a sudden you're grabbing a bag of M&Ms and in the moment of pursuing the M&Ms and while eating them, the, the feelings and sensations dull. And by the way, that's a really important thing too to remember. 
it's actually, we, we don't, um, shift, uh, we shift out of our feelings, those really negative feelings that we're trying to get out of momentarily by choosing food, actually the pursuit of the food. So the anticipation of the food also gets you out of that space. So if you're thinking about eating food or the M&Ms, that helps to dull those negative feelings as well. So, but then for sure, when you eat them, um, you know, the feelings and the sensations dull and yay, you know, you're feeling great until the M&Ms are gone. And then new sensations and feelings negative are back as well. And now also, you know, we're feeling terrible from the sugar rush and the guilt that we ate and we weren't supposed to. And now I'm not going to lose weight and I sabotage myself again. And now I'm obviously a terrible person and I can't do this and I suck and I'm a loser and I'm never going to get to where I want to be. And, and that cycle, that, that darn cycle that keeps so many of us stuck in the food body weight chatter continues on and on and on. So Naming your feelings and sensations, putting words onto things can start to break this cycle. And that's how thought and feeling and behavior work is so powerful for learning how to take the focus off of food and body and being able to move into more thoughts, feelings, and behaviors about all the other aspects of life, right? Relationships, fun, adventure, goals that are not weight related. I really want you to understand the power behind the naming process. So you say, um, really, Heather, I if I just find words to describe my feelings and sensations, I'm going to solve all my weight and life issues. Okay, no, <laughs> not completely, but but it really is part of how to do this work. Th- this practice, the the naming our feelings and sensations, absolutely will have profound effects on your mindset, which trickles down through different feelings and then different behaviors. So stay with me here as, as I explain more, okay? Words, when, when we use specific words to name a feeling, a sensation, when I do this, I create a sense of control for myself. When we name things out loud or write them down, but even within our own minds, right? If we say to ourselves, I feel disappointed. My stomach feels warm and a little upset. I'm feeling anxious. My throat feels tight. That naming process produces changes in our brain that gives us a sense of control, gives the brain a sense of control. Okay, she named it. So she knows exactly what it is now so we can do something about it. That sense of control we get in those moments create feelings of a little bit more rest, a little more relaxation, a little bit more of empowerment, a bit of calm. And by creating these feelings, we now have also created space, like I mentioned before. Space between our feelings, sensations, and the um, and us, right? Big us, capital letter, U-S, us. That space between your feelings, sensations you're experiencing, and you, capital Y-O-U, yourself with a capital S, right? So it, it is creating, by naming, we, we create that space of 
you know, my, my body's experiencing that my, I'm, you know, those feelings are there, but there's still this separate part of me that can kind of disengage from that and, and stay separate and curious about what's happening. And it's within that space that we really get to create, um, uh, new thoughts and patterns and feelings for ourselves, more of what we want. So using words to identify Feelings and sensations makes us feel better, bottom line. It really does. So think about how um, how we as therapists train children or teach parents to train their children in emotional intelligence. It's it's through emotion coaching. And and actually I we train adults to do this all the time too. You know, but but we have a research method that really works. And emotion coaching starts with teaching the child words for feelings. If if you're a parent with a toddler, who is having temper tantrums regularly to get rid of this behavior, to get rid of the temper tantrums. The first step is training the parent to say to the child, you are angry because your face is red. You are crying and your fists are clenched. You, you teach the parent to give the child the word angry and to describe what they see that clues them into this. We do this because as the child develops language for his or her feelings, his or her brain then begins to learn that he or she is angry when the sensations are going off in his or her body, and now they begin to use language. I am angry. Um, Once they can label and say how they feel, once they can use the language, they can name it, the temper tantrums start to dissipate. And this is the same in adults. As a therapist, I'm often working with clients not on how to change their situation so they don't feel a certain way anymore. Actually, we we do things like that too. I mean, helping someone move through changing a situation if that's necessary. But sometimes we are in situations that we can't change, you know? Um, if If I can't stand going to work, but I mean, truly in reality, sometimes there are no options to change a job at that moment. So, you know, how can I go to work without feeling upset and angry and emotional all the time? Um, you know, so it's learning how to change, um, how to change how they are feeling in those situations or within their environment that they can't change. Right. At first, it's about learning a larger vocabulary for labeling their feelings that they're experiencing. And then we move into more body work, the sensations in the body and the naming of sensations, Um, and usually using a technique called a body scan. But it is the naming, the using of words that matter. That, That change that change how the brain is interpreting what's going on from, you know, she's freaking out. So let's keep that fight or flight response going because we need to save her to, oh, she named the feeling and now I can relax a bit because she knows what's going on. So I can turn, turn down the fight or flight response. Sometimes I think just naming that feeling sensation, using language just moves us out of the amygdala, you know, that I like to call it the lizard or the lower brain. Remember that impulsive reactionary part of the brain, right? That's trying to protect us at all costs and, and makes us access, like the naming part, makes us access the cerebral cortex or the frontal lobe where most of our access to language is located. So moving out of the amygdala and into the other another part of the brain automatically tamps down the fight or flight freeze response. So 
that alone gives us a sense of more calm, more control, more stability. And when you are feeling just a little bit more calm, more control, more stability, you really get out of that food chatter, that body chatter. Um, You get out of uh, almost unconsciously eating more and more food or going to the fridge or whatever it is. So if I haven't convinced you that naming, labeling, feelings, and sensations can change your habits, patterns, and behaviors you're trying to change, I really then would just encourage you to try it. Even if it feels silly or weird or you don't believe it, (laughs) the next time you find yourself in the throes of food chatter, body weight chatter, or you recognize you're in the midst of the cycle we talked about earlier, or or you just realized you ate five bags or one bag (laughs) of M&Ms and you really didn't want to do that. But if you can, if you can recognize you, you know, you're headed to the fridge, the vending machine, the pantry, kitchen, and you're not hungry, if, if you can ask yourself in that moment, what am I feeling? And then name the feeling. And by the way, um, you, know, you can Google a feelings list if you don't have a large feelings vocabulary. There are thousands of feeling words. It's, it's not just happy, sad, mad. Um, and use a feelings list for a while. That can really help you to get into the nuances of your feelings. Um, anyway, say out loud or write down what two to five feelings can you name that you are feeling and then move into sensations. Do a body scan starting at the top of your head. Move down the entire body to the toes. What sensations do you sense? Is your head, neck, shoulders, throat, chest, stomach, limbs, feet, Are they hot, cold, relaxed, tight, nauseous, tense, aching, a dull ache, tired? So so this is all you do for this practice. You name your feelings and you describe your sensations. You write this down or say it out loud or in your head is a little less powerful but also good practice if in the moment you do not have access to writing or um, you you can't speak it out loud because people are around. Try this practice. After a day of trying it multiple times throughout the day, take inventory. You know, did you experience less food body weight chatter? Were you able to focus more on other things in your life, which is our goal? Did you experience more energy throughout the day? Clients often report this one back to me most often, that they have more energy after doing this practice. And it really makes sense. This practice takes away lots of the chatter, which takes up so much energy in our brain. So we do experience more energy after learning this practice. I just highly recommend giving it a try. Keep it going for a few days before you give up. It's often this one skill that creates a really big change for so many of us, giving us more freedom from food, body, weight chatter, while continuing to lose weight along the way and get into a healthy body we desire to live our lives in. I really do hope you give this practice a try this week. Thank you for listening and being in this space with me. I really do appreciate all of you being here and always hope you found something useful um, that you are inspired to implement and try. These things I talk about in this podcast are all about the how, how we actually make changes. If you did find anything useful, please share it with someone else you think might benefit or share it on social media. I hope you have a wonderful day and we will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com, 
Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N, and get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. Thank you.